Welcome to The Positivity Effect, where paying it forward and doing something positive in someone's life can provide them with the confidence and motivation to do the same for someone else. Like a stone dropped into a lake, let's create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world. And it begins with your host, Dr. Thomas Retcher. Hey, what's up, guys? Dr. Tom here, and you're listening to The Positivity Effect, episode number 73, Soul Reborn. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Two announcements. Number one, come find me on Snapchat. It's been really fun connecting with some of you so far and hearing about how this show is impacting your life. So thank you for that. You can find me at T. Retcher, my first initial T, and my last name, R-E-C-H-E-R. Number two, May 1st, I am launching the Positivity Effect store, and I am so excited about it. There's going to be some great stuff up on there to keep you feeling positive and uplifted. And also, it's a great way to support the show uh, because you know your support thus far has been just absolutely wonderful. And hearing about how this show is impacting your life and how you're paying it forward as well to others. So thank you guys for that. Today we have David Johnson back on, and he's the founder of True Family Men. And just to reiterate on his mission, it's to allow men to learn from one another's successes and failures in marriage and parenting. And today he's back for another powerful episode where we talk about things like gratitude and what matters most in life, among other things that we talk about. But super powerful episode. And I even get extremely transparent and share a struggle of my own that I am now free of. So check out what David is doing over at truefamilymen.com and help me welcome him now to The Positivity Effect. David, what's up? Welcome back for day two on The Positivity Effect. Once again, absolute honor to be on a show that I actually listen to personally. <laughs> Thank you. That, that means a lot. It, it's, uh, it's been a wonderful journey for me because I get so much out of it myself just doing it. And it's just been wonderful to connect with the listeners, to connect with individuals like yourself, David. And we just, yesterday was just unbelievable. Just an amazing conversation of, of transparency of your own story and, and hearing about how, how God is working in your life and, and how you were very honest with yourself. You didn't just take these things for granted. You you went out and you said, I'm going to still, my faith is I'm going to, I'm going to learn really why. Because when you start to, to do that work and to do that research, like we said yesterday, you, you will, there is a way to exactly know that God exists, but you have mm-hmm. to put that work in. And if you don't, it's just going to be this blind faith that somebody else told you. Mm. And of course you could say, right, you're, the stuff, the research you're doing is from other things that people are telling you, but it's, it's through the connections and putting it all together lining those things up where yes. you're able to figure it out. Absolutely. And your your transparency was just so beautiful yesterday. It, it really, it moved me. And this is the first time that I'm ever sharing sharing this publicly. And I've never, I've shared this with some close family members, a couple of friends, but that that's it. People only in my direct circle. And it's something that, 
I've always wanted to share on this podcast podcast because I know that there's so many people that are struggling with it or they they don't even recognize how it's impacting their life. So what happened? Well, my so part of my life story is that I kind of I grew up Catholic and I would say more uh let's call it like holiday Catholic. Like just I, I would go on holidays and stuff and it was important for me to have my communion and my all the steps that, that requires to be Catholic. Um, but it was just, I wasn't really going to church regularly. I was a little bit when I was younger, but as I started to get into my teens, I wasn't going, you know, it was, it was, I kind of fell away from the church. And there was a moment in my life, I think I was about, hmm, if I look back, probably about nine years old, I was, uh, riding my bike around with a friend of mine and he discovered under a bush a cover from a pornographic magazine. And I can tell you that I'm 27 and that one moment in my life affected my life from nine years old until 27. Mm. And it's, it's finally such a blessing to say that the work for me here, I'm sharing my, my faith testimony the work that God has done in my heart, the healing, because I'm not going to, there's no point, you know, all I had to do was share that story. I don't have to get into the particulars of what that means. It's pretty, it's painted already. I think everybody can listening can understand what that meant. Uh, And it affected my life for many years. And there was a lot of guilt. There was a lot of beating myself up. There was a lot of, um, fear of sharing it sharing it with others and and then and there was always moments where I would get better and then I wouldn't and then I would fall back into it and it it wasn't until I fully accepted what it meant in my life and that I wanted to remove it not just I wanted to not just like if you're mowing the lawn you cut over the weeds I want to remove it from the roots Mm. and the only way to remove that 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 lust in my life that was so damaging was that I had to get back in touch with God. And it was a journey of probably about six or seven years. Uh, I mentioned that I, I play at church, and that has been such a transformational journey for me of helping and singing uh, and being a testimony to God. And through all that, through serving, people, I, people, I think they, when they see somebody that serves at church, that they, they think that they're perfect. And that's, that is the farthest thing from the case. <laughs> that is the farthest thing from the truth. It is we are just the same as anybody else sitting out there in the audience listening to the message. And it's just through through my ability to sing and and, and praise God and to get back in touch and, and connect with people who God was a very strong point in their, uh, you know, a strong base in their life, was I able to, to start being transparent about my struggles with these types of images and my struggles with the lust and to be able to remove myself from it. And I can tell you that in my own, because I, let's see, I'm getting married in September and I bit my relationship with my fiance. We've been together for more than seven years. And I could tell you that what, now that it's finally removed, even though we've, me and her have had the conversation that there's always like people say like, oh, it's just what guys do in, in our culture, you know? 
So and true. It's so true. And it's, and it's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate that that's the belief. Because I think for her, she never recognized how damaging it was on my heart and probably never recognized that because it was damaging my heart, it was damaging hers and our relationship too in little ways without her rec- recognizing that. And I'm so glad that I was able to get this removed before before we even start our marriage because you hear about stories about how pornography can destroy a marriage, literally destroy it. You know, people that are happily married for 20 years and then they find out that their wife or their husband has been doing this behind their back for 20 years. And it's it's scary to say that. And I just, you know, I would never be able to share this story if I never accepted it, that it was something I started, that it was just a part of my life and accepted that I have to do the work and I have to start to remove it. And I could tell you that I've never slept better in my life before. I am more focused in my life. I'm, I'm, my goal is to be the best father that I can ever be, that I can lead my family, that I can show up as, as a better son, as a better brother, as a better brother, as a better friend with, with that finally removed. And I really, I, I sometimes question how many men, cause it really affects men more than women are walking around with that affecting their lives and they're just not accepting it, that it's something that's so damaging to their life. Uh, Tom, I, I, I know this is your show, but that just sharing that is, is amazing. I, 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 th- I can say right now, that your listeners, maybe they don't agree, but the honesty, they can't deny. Being honest in our culture and, and you having your own show and saying, look, this is what I'm dealing with, is huge. Because it gives you credibility and it allows people to really see through everything that you're saying to know that it's true, that it's transparent. Everything that you stand for in your show you know, is being transparent. It's being true. It's being open and honest and saying, this is what I've dealt with. And and, you know, we we're talking about spirituality and God. And, you know, I, for me personally, God has shown me that my mess has became my message. And you see it so many times that the mess that you go through, yes, it was terrible. Yes, it was a mess. But now it's your message. And you can go and you can help people that have, you know, dealt with the same problems that you have because you have this new insight. You know, you can go help people that are on the in the valley and you're on the mountaintop and you're like, hey, here's my hand. Let me help you get back to the top of the mountain. And that's the beauty of, you know, your transparency and sharing that because I, I, I truly believe many of your listeners, even though they don't share the same, you know, struggle or problem that you might have, they share a, a problem or a struggle with being transparent and being honest with their spouse, with whatever they're dealing with, you know, and they can even come to you and say, how are you able to tap into that? You know, what did that conversation look like when you had to tell your spouse that you were dealing with this or your fiance? That's scary. Oh, uh, yeah. It's so scary to say, look, I failed. And as men in our culture, we're supposed to have it all together. We're supposed to be the tough guys with beards and flannels and work boots. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work like that. You know, you you can't get by just, just keeping everything in and having everything closed off. Because as you can see and hear from my journey yesterday is that it doesn't work. It won't work. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. And, and you know, for me, now that that is, and I can say that, I can honestly say that it is fully removed from my life. And of course, listen, I am human. Those things could creep in if I don't allow that, if I don't allow myself to come back to my values and I don't continually do the work of, have for me and like for you, for, of having God in my life. Yeah. A, a big part of that journey too was writing these things down, the emotions and the, and, and the, 
the journaling and you know what even just my fiance just being such a powerful force in my life of of helping me to remember that I'm an individual in the relationship and having these conversations and and being open to to allowing me to share my heart and allowing me to, and not being judgmental you know that's such a key thing in any in our relationships that there's probably something that your spouse needs to tell you in some way. It doesn't mean it's just going to be like an end all where it's going to ruin your relationship, but just even if you're not married, just a relationship or it could be a relationship with a friend. And it's like that feeling you get, like if you're hanging out with a friend that you've been friends with for a long time and you wonder like, why, why is it like an elephant in the room? You know? <laughs> yeah. And, and like, it's because there's something that you guys have to talk about and no one, Somebody, some, one of the one of the two parties feels that they're going to be judged when they bring up X Y Z, and if you you know if you're listening, if you could be that force, even if you are the one that has to share the thing, and you were the one that's being the damaging party to the relationship, when you could start to be transparent, people just it's amazing what happens. People are so thankful for it because they I think we all yearn for it. We yearn for that transparency. We yearn for that connection with others. You know. Mm. And is and and here's the thing of what I've realized is I've only been with my wife for twelve years, but the journey I've been on makes it feel like I've went through a thirty year marriage difficulty, you know? <laughs> but communication, I I can say is one of the most important things that I have found in my marriage. Communication and transparency. When me and my wife are not communicating, and by communicating I mean addressing the elephant in the room, our relationship definitely is struggling because we don't know. Like you said, you, you, I've dealt with the same problems that you've dealt with. And if I'm not communicating to that with my wife, it creates that hindrance, that barrier, and it, it is very dangerous. Same with my wife when she's not communicating with me and telling me what, what she's struggling with or what she's dealing with. It, it definitely, that elephant in the room is one of the best analogies that you could have you know, pinpointed it on there. So communication, I have found personally, and I've seen it in many people, other men that I've talked to and helped and just allowed their story, their story to be shared on my podcast is the void or the problem always started, especially in marriage, was communication. They stopped communicating, they shut their feelings off, and they held everything within. And that's where the problem began. It's where it began, yeah. And I know you can attest to this. For me, when I was able to finally be free of this thing, that these chains, I really call them chains because it really, sometimes you have to put a metaphor to it to, to fully accept what it was doing in your life. Yeah. And the way that it was holding me back relationally, even though ex- on the exterior I looked like I was happy, you know, and 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 just happy go person, but there was these things that I was struggling with in my mind. And when I was able to finally be free of it, it's incredible the amount of the transparency in my own relationships and how the co- you know the quality of the conversations because I'm coming from such a, p- a place of peace now that the conversations are, are able to get so much deeper. And of course, look, there's going to be days where I'm going to have a poor conversation with somebody or I'm going <laughs> to get upset or the other person's going to get upset. That, listen, I am not perfect. I'm not saying I ever was. And I know you're not saying you're perfect. But when we're able to be free of the chains that are holding us back and be transparent and come from a place of gratitude for the people in our life, Mm-hmm. You know, you can remind yourself. It was an interesting thing. Uh, I had a conversation with 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 Jen, my fiance, recently about something that she was going to do with me, and she was going to help me out with. And it came to the point where 
I, it was at the end of the night and she was tired and she basically said, do you still need me to do this? And like, I, I said, no, no, I'll take care of it. And then as I was walking away, going downstairs, I was like, in my heart, I was like, I wish like she just wanted to do it, that she was just, you know, I didn't have to ask her to do it, you know? Yeah. And then I sat down and I started laughing to myself because I was like, well, Tom, think about the times in your own, in, in the times that she asked you to do something and you didn't follow through. And I was like, oh, you know what? Never mind. <laughs> and I let it go. And I was able to <laughs> recognize that, you know, and I don't, I think when, when we're so caught up and I was only able to recognize that because I'm continually making sure I come from a place of gratitude and I'm coming from a place of transparency and I'm reflecting on my life. I could have easily woke up the next day and been angry at her all day, but because, oh, yeah. you know, and it's so easy to get into that place. So that's why it's just, just everything, this conversation we're having, it, 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 it can, it can go into, it can literally transpire into every, any relationship, into your, your love relationship, your friends, a coworker, a boss, a person you meet that's bagging your groceries, any single human relation that you have, they will improve and they will be better if you're, if you're looking to serve and you're looking to come from a place where your heart is open and a place of gratitude. I completely agree. And I actually, um, in my mastermind group, I posted yesterday and being a mailman, we haven't mentioned that yet, but I, I actually, yesterday I didn't mention I worked at the post office, but, um, being a mailman and just serving people and saying, Hey, I hope you have a great day. How are you doing today? Just being friendly and being the person I am. I, I see this this Monday thing like, hey, how are you doing today? Well, uh, you know, it's a Monday. It's all right, I guess. Right. And it's yeah. like, you know, you're already setting yourself up for failure, having that mindset for the rest of the day. You can probably say your day is going to be awful because you've already concluded in your mind that it's a Monday. And, you know, it's one, four or five more days until the weekend. And it's like, are you really living for the glory of the weekend? Or are you, like you said, realizing how grateful that you actually woke up today, that you actually have eyes that you can see out of that, as you know, an ideologist that you can hear. Yes. Yes. Forget, you know, just the power of being able to hear, see, even have feeling and feel and, and even having a conscious mind that you can realize of the reality around you have legs that work. I mean, it might sound silly to some, but the power of realizing how blessed you truly are and don't get caught up in materialistic things like, oh, well, I won't be blessed until I get that new iPhone 6. There's more to life than that. And our culture yes. fall victim to that because the culture s- seems to paint this picture that if we don't have these things, we're not happy. You're not, you're not supposed to be happy until you have this. That pa- yeah, the power of gratitude, when you focus on that, it could change anything. And of course, it when you're in that midst of you're angry at somebody or you feel like somebody wronged you, you literally and I, I, I like I said, I have, sometimes you have to use metaphors. Like I used the metaphors of chains before. Yeah, you can literally feel like somebody has hijacked your brain, have has taken your brain away because it's like you're trying to focus on the good and and you just your brain is saying no. It's I, I am I'm upset. I'm angry, and you're like fighting with it. It's crazy, right? Yeah, and I deserve to be mad. I, yeah, I deserve to be mad. Yeah. And I'm I'm a huge fan of Tony Robbins. I've been to some of his live events. It's just such a man of, of passion, of gratitude, of love in his own relationships and how he and how he serves at his live events and how he serves the world. And a lesson I learned from him is he's like, listen, like I am just like you. Like there's gonna be things I wish I, I wish I could do his deep voice that he has. So oh his his powerful voice, the Tony Robbins voice. <laughs> um, but he says, I am gonna have the same emotions that you have. 
But what I do is that I only allow myself to, to live there for 90 seconds. That's it. Yes. And that's what I've been trying to do now. If I go there, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to like will myself. No, no, I can't feel it. I let myself feel it. And now maybe that maybe sometimes will look like five minutes or so, but nothing more than that. And then once that time passes, I allow myself to experience the emotions. I start to really just, you know, breathe. Just sometimes you have to breathe and to think about the things I'm grateful for. If I'm mad at somebody, I start to think about how that person really is a gift in my life because we're all gifts to each other. And I think the, the activity of doing that will become easier when you start to recognize the gifts that you have and the gifts that you can give to people. And that, that muscle, it's, something you, it's a muscle you have to work, that gratitude muscle. And the more that you do it, whether it's just saying it out loud, saying it in your mind, saying it through prayer, writing it down, you're able to, anytime you're mad or you're upset about something, like, you, know, you just mentioned like ha- having legs to walk or eyes to see or ears to hear the sounds of the world. You start to focus on those things, and it's going to be pretty hard to, to be mad about something. Oh, I, <laughs> I completely agree. And, and some things I've learned through gratitude and recently through prayer and just kind of, I'm always, like you said, I'm always working on myself. I'm, I'm not perfect. I'm, I'm living in the grace that God has given me. And it, I know this is the positivity effect, and this, this theory might be rather morbid, <laughs> but it's, it, it shouldn't be morbid. I've shared it on my podcast, but it's got a lot of good feedback. But just, you know, we believe that after death is eternal life, but God has given us a calling and a purpose right now on earth. We all have a calling. We all have a purpose on what we should do. And yours is your podcast. You're being a doctor of audiology. And that brings you, that brings you hope. That brings you peace. And I think looking through the lens of understanding that we get one chance here on earth and understanding that one day, yes, we, we will die. Um, and thinking of that for me in relation to my wife and kids has created an attitude of gratitude so powerful that when I look at my kids, and the other night we were at a restaurant and my son, there were being boys. They are being boys having a good time. And having this mindset al- allowed me to look at things differently. They were having a great time. My son started laughing. And it was like 930. There was nobody in the restaurant. <laughs> he snotted chocolate milk through his nose all over the table. <laughs> and- and I was just like, you know what? I could look at that and be upset. Or I can look at that and say, life is so good. I enjoy my life. Oh, I have some yeah. great kids. It's so fun. And even coming home and being upset with my wife, maybe the house isn't as clean as it should be. If I'm lying on my deathbed and, and you know it's the last of my life, and is this stuff really even matter? Why does that matter that my house wasn't perfectly clean or my sons aren't behaving, quote unquote, as what they should be in a restaurant? And looking through that lens and understanding that we have right here, right now in this moment and not getting caught up in the things that don't really matter at all and focusing on the beauty of life and the things that we have right now and how blessed we really are. Rather, if you believe in God or not, there's so many things in life we have that are truly blessings that we can take advantage of. Just having that mindset has completely just shifted every aspect of my life. It's so beautiful. And you know, it's like that story. It's the story in the Bible. For those that don't know the story of, of, I'm blanking on the the women that they were having Jesus over. Oh yeah, um, uh, the two sisters. One was cleaning the house. Uh, Mary and Martha, I think. Mary and Martha, I believe. Yes, and and just that that it's exactly what you just mentioned. Like, are you going to be on your deathbed upset about, you know, the socks that weren't? I mean, all these things have to be done. You know, we have to make sure we have a clean house. But when you, yeah. the, just the moral of the story was he was saying. Look, you're spending all this time cleaning and I'm here. Like I, the, God <laughs> is in your house right now and you're cleaning. Like just 
enjoy the time that I'm here. Yeah. And I think that's those moments sometimes in life. Like, of course, you know, if we're just using that analogy about cleaning the house or there's going to be times where your life is going to be messy. Mm-hmm. Not just, you know, the house being messy, your life will be messy. Don't take for granted the people that are in your life, you know, through those times when it's messy. Don't, don't run away and, and hide while you're, while you're, like you said, your mess is your message. And you can either use it to impact people's lives or you can use it to, to ruin you. It could, it could really ruin you. And it's just a, it's a, it's a beautiful testament to, to make sure that we always focus on those things. So true. If I could suggest a book, um, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen. It's based off of um, As a Man Thinketh in His Heart, So Is He. And it just talks a lot about the way you think, um, how you think about yourself, how you think about your health and life can really get rooted in your heart. And you know, being depressed and thinking about depression can physically you know, make you feel horrible. So just one bad mental thought can really change how you feel you know, mentally and, and physically and spiritually. And that book, As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, it's a real quick read, about 90 pages, but I've read it at least 60 times and listened to it on audio for a month straight wow. driving to work. <laughs> oh man, I'm going to download that today. <laughs> awesome. Great. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So David, really quick, um, tell, us yep. a, tell us a little bit about the podcast, the brand, True Family Men, and how it's, it's just been a blessing and how you're impacting people through it. Okay. Yeah. As I mentioned, God had took my mess and um, made it my message. And at working at the post office, all them hours and for a couple of years, I really didn't feel like I had a hope or a calling or a purpose. And that's what I began to pray for is that God would, um, the Bible talks about that he will give you the desires of your heart. And that doesn't mean everything that you want, you're going to get. It means that if you're, if you're aligning your spiritual life with Christ and God, that the things that you begin to desire will be the things of God. And I, I, I just began to desire deeper conversations with other guys and saying, hey, look, you deal with these issues. I'm, I'm struggling with this. You know, how did you go about um, solving these problems? And I, at the time, I was listening to a ton of podcasts out on the mail route. And my wife's like, you love to talk to other guys and just pick their brains and stuff. Why don't you just start your own podcast? So that led me on the journey. And I do um, just solo talks a lot of the time. So about maybe 50, 60%, maybe probably 70% are solo talks and me like on this show being just super transparent, talking about what I'm struggling with, what I'm learning. And then the other 30, 40% is me interviewing other guys that have been through probably, I could honestly say, worse messes that I've ever been in. Um, one guy, he was drinking 250 beers a week. He was 400 pounds and his, wow. uh, packed his bags and he was about to get a divorce. Another guy um, had the same issue that you 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 struggle with but his reached the point where he was having affairs for 12 years um he was a leader in the church at the same time so his addiction led to actually um you know monogamy and cheating on his wife as monogamy i don't know if monogamy is the right word but he basically fell into affairs so these are the stories i'm allowing men to share and like you is be transparent and say look this is what i'm dealing with this is the struggle this is the mess now, here is the conversation I had to have with my wife. Here's what the healing process looked like. It wasn't easy. It was a journey. But that's what I'm meeting guys, and they're willing to come on. They're willing to share these things. And the show is based around uh, men that are uh, married and have kids. So that's typically the, the, the listeners that do listen to the show. But believe it or not, there's actually single men. There's actually uh, women that listen to the show, surprisingly. Um, so it's just been a, just a fantastic 
platform. True Family Men is just a platform of transparency and allowing people to come on and say, this is the struggle. This is my mess, and this is the message, and this is what the healing looks like. And the Lord is building a whole community around it. I have a private mastermind group. There's about 70 people in there. It, get, it dives a little deeper, and they know it's a safe place. They know that it's a place where they can be really transparent, and they're all listeners of the show. And basically, they just share what they're struggling with. They also share like positive scripture quotes and memes and um, just all these different types of things. We do book giveaways in there and book give, we um, suggest books and do book giveaways that are based around, you know, stuff we're talking about on the show. And honestly, I'm so humbled at what it's turned into. I mean, even meeting you and, and being on your show, this would have never happened if I wouldn't have taken that step. And I was so introverted. I was so nervous. I kept to myself, but there came to a point where I could no longer, you know, fight that urge. And I'm like, I got to get this out there. And once I began to walk in the calling that I believe God has called me to, I still have the post office job. Hopefully I'll slowly transition out of that. But the the hope and the peace that I have and just being in that stressful work environment means nothing anymore because I know I'm doing what I'm called to do. And mm. it just means so much to me in my life, knowing that, that it makes it so easy. And I, I remember when I first started, it was a little crickety. You know, I, I did a couple episodes and didn't get anything. But when I dropped that interview, my third interview with the guy that I mentioned dealt with alcoholism, and I got that message from that guy that said, I really needed to hear that episode. It has absolutely changed my life, and I'm struggling with alcohol addiction right now. And I just gave my life to Christ, and I'm trying to walk a spiritual walk. And I just needed to hear that. And at that moment, God said, that's it right there. Ignore all the success that they put out there for podcasting. To you and the calling I'm calling you to do, success does not mean money. It doesn't mean how many people you know, um, give you these great feedbacks or how many shares you, all these things don't matter. It's if it changes one person's heart, that's all that matters because it was worth it. Because as I mentioned before, that guy is a dad and he's struggling. He's a husband. And if he's able to deal with this mess that he's in right now, it's going to change his son. It's going to change his grandkids and it's going to pass on and on and on. It's a, it's a generational thing. And to me, that's what success means through this podcast is helping one person and changing their life by the message God has called me to talk about. Oh, so powerful, man, man. Thank you so much, David, for sharing that. And I want to ask you one last question. Mm-hmm. And it's already, you know what? You've said it in so many ways too, over these past two days, but I just want to frame the question differently. And I want you to just kind of take the time to reflect and think about it. Because first of all, it's, I, I always, and I say this every time because I want the listeners to, to hear this, is that it means so much that you that you came on and spent this hour with me uh, because we are so busy today and doing this, this is the work. This is the work that, you know, that changes lives. And yep. it means it means the world to me because I also am deeply impacted by it. So the question I want to ask you is, if you were suddenly at the end of your life, and you were reflecting on all that you've been through, all that you've created, what kind of impact would you want to be remembered for? Mm, I like that question. That's a good one. Uh, The impact I think that I want to be known for is that nobody would know my name. I don't really care, and this might sound weird to some listeners, but I really don't care about building myself up or puffing myself up or or being a guy that did such great work because 
I'll be honest with you, without without the grace of God, I could have never done any of this. And I just want to build a platform, true family men, and I don't even know where it's going to lead. Right now in my life, I know this is where I need to be, but I want to build a platform and have an impact. And to be honest, this is huge, but I love to shake culture and what a man, what it means to be a man. I mean, you even see it on sitcoms that the men are stupid and they sit around on the couch, like married with children and all these sitcoms, even up and now to our day and age. And I really like to shift just the mindset of what are, what a man looks like, not a guy that has to have muscles and be huge and fit and have a beard and a flannel, like I mentioned, work boots. But really, I think, obviously, first and foremost, the impact that I have on my family is most important to me if I was dying and just that they would know that I, I gave it my all, that I was I was the husband and the father that I need to be with the grace that God has given me. I did the best that I could. That's that's what's most important to me is it doesn't matter how much money I have or the success I have, but what matters is that I did everything that I felt as if God called me to do, and I did it with all my heart. And for me, once again, is that just to shake that culture, shake that mindset, and to allow true family men to go forth. And I don't even care if my name's not behind it or not, but just to allow that message, that platform, these men, their voices, all to be heard and shake that culture up and say, look, no, 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 you don't have to have it all together. None of us are perfect. Let's help each other. God did not put man on earth to be alone, but let's come together as as brothers and friends. And I heard a fantastic story about C.S. Lewis and J.R. Tolkien, the authors of Lord of the Rings and Chronicles of Narnia. They were best friends for seven years. One was a Christian and one was not. But just the brotherly love and connection that these men had, the transparency, you don't really see it nowadays anymore. Men just get around together to watch the game and make bets about who's going to win and not drink beer and eat unhealthy food. And it's so true. I've seen it many times. Even in the Christian culture, we do the same thing as men. And it's very dangerous. So that's what I would like to impact, just to shake culture and, and just to let the Word of God be transparent. And, and the Word of God is very transparent on what a man of God looks like. And just to magnify that throughout the world. It could reach one person, like I said, and that'd be success for me. Or it could reach millions. But that's up to God. I'm just following His message and His command and allowing Him to go forth and do the work that He wants to do. Oh, man. David... That that was absolutely beautiful, man. Uh, hand in my heart. <laughs> Thank you so much <laughs> for sharing that. And uh, I I know that that these two episodes are really going to impact a lot of people's lives. And it's just beautiful that it's out there and it's it's evergreen and and people can find it and mm-hmm. and and just hear how how God is working through your life. How He's working through mine. And uh, you know I'm never going to forget this conversation. So, Amen. so thank you. Amen, man. And I wish I knew how to respond to nice things. I'm not used to people saying nice things about me, but I truly do appreciate being on the show and just, you know, allowing the opportunity to speak to your listeners. And once again, I really just hope that they, they see my transparency and see, you know, the overall message of this podcast. And it was a huge blessing being on here. I truly appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in. You could check out what he's doing over at truefamilymen.com. And also, what is the best way for them to reach out to you? Is it just through the website? Yeah, um, through the website. I have all the links there for Facebook, uh, Twitter, email. My email is also david at truefamilymen.com. Um, Facebook Messenger, however you guys see fit. 
I'm open to pretty much every avenue. I'm not hip to Snapchat yet like you. Uh, but <laughs> pretty much everywhere else that you can find me. Oh yeah, guys, got to check out Snapchat. It's it's so much fun. <laughs> it's uh it's a uh, it's a great way to to connect with each other and uh it was funny uh Jen and I went to a um a 90s concert over the weekend and they were playing like Backstreet Boys and like Spice Girls. It was hilarious. And it was a co- you know cover bands and I was like snapping away and people it was funny. It was uh so it's, it's definitely a great way to connect nowadays. Awesome. I might have to get on board. We'll see. Definitely. <laughs> David Thank you so much, man. And let's keep in touch. All right. Have a great week, man. Take care. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Positivity Effect. I promise to keep sharing inspiring stories with the guests every single day. I hope you feel inspired. And I hope that we start some self-reflection in you on topics like transparency, compassion, and empathy. Please check out the website at positivityeffect.com sign up for the newsletter and I'll send you some tips to get you thinking more positively. If you're really enjoying the positivity effect, please tell someone about the show. Together we can create a ripple effect of positivity throughout our world, something that we need so desperately today. So thanks again so much for listening. See you tomorrow for another episode of the positivity effect.